This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. With Gene, with Chris, and with Greg Bishop, we're going to be proceeding through a big agenda on this week's episode of the Paracast. Now, one of the things, Greg, that I'd love to see ET do for us is to make us all wireless. Because as some of our listeners know, I just recently moved. And the first thing I had to do was to disassemble this wiring harness nightmare to hook everything up again. And if everything was wireless, I wouldn't have to do that. I've got so many cables I've accumulated over 20 years. I spend hours disassembling this list. <sighs> ET has to be wireless, right? Um, we should be by now. You, you, yeah, I think they're moving towards that. Apple's certainly moving towards it. Only, their new computers only have like, what, one connector now for everything? That's just one model. The others still have yeah. several connectors. But yeah, well, they're it, moving towards it, which, which would be nice. For my show, I've actually got a analog uh, mixing board because uh, I like analog mixing boards. It's only got, what, four tracks on it. But I run the computer through it, and then I plug the mic into it. And then uh, that goes out to another computer that's basically just the, you know, the, the broadcast computer. So I've, I've only got, what, maybe six cables or something for the whole setup. Well, let me give you the numbers here. I am using an analog mixer with a USB output. So there's some kind of analog digital thingy going there. I'm yeah. using an analog mic going to the analog mixer. The mixer goes into a USB hub. And then that goes into my iMac. And the reason there's a USB hub is because I also have a set of external Bose speakers that connects through USB. And that's not connected yet. I still have a few cables to figure out. I have a USB super drive on my iMac because, of course, they don't have internal disk drives anymore. And then I have two external backup drives. One is Thunderbolt. The other is USB. Are you with me so far, or have you basically given up in disgust? Who, me? I, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm actually hooking in my headphones so that I don't have to listen to this on speaker, and then I can hear if there's background noise or whatever that's coming through. I'm, I, since we're talking about boards, I just thought, I'll just put my um, setup through my, um, through my headphones, and I can hear it properly like a radio show. You know, it's funny. I've been doing radio for close to 25 years, from online radio since 2002, with a tech show, and with traditional broadcast radio back years earlier. And I did use cans for regular radio. For some reason, with this setup, I'm out of that loop. Now, I have the equipment for it because I can just loop back the audio through the mixer. Yeah. I can loop it back. It's, you know, very easy. And then I could use my Grado headphones. Doesn't that sound fancy? Yes. They're made in Brooklyn, New York, by the way. I know people here are wondering why we're talking technology on a paranormal show. 
Well, I think I was talking about ET and helping us towards the wireless generation, but also some of you would like to do your own broadcasting, your own podcast or something like that. And maybe we're giving you some ideas how we put our stuff together. Of course, mine is more complicated because I record a show that is going to be broadcast on traditional radio. And I've got all sorts of terms, conditions, and requirements, and it can get to be pretty crazy. But anyway, you see, basically, Greg, the beginnings, the glimmer of my wiring problem. Then, of course, there's a printer, and then there's a direct Ethernet hookup to a switch. And the printer goes to the switch, and the second printer, see the point, folks? I mean, I think we lost all our listeners. Uh, the ones, of course, who are not into politics, you see, they, they don't want to listen to us because whenever we talk about anything political, suddenly they turn off or they don't renew their subscriptions to Paracast Plus. So that gets to be pretty crazy. Yeah, well, nobody, uh, everybody on, uh, when I have to monitor coast to coast, anytime it gets political, people start getting really mad. Because if they want to hear politics, I guess they go, you know, to a political show and they don't, they don't want to hear it on coast to coast. So I, I've never talked politics on my show, um, to, mainly because I'm not interested in arguing with people about it or discussing it. Um, one, because I'm not going to change anybody's mind. And two, because if we have to get too deeply into it, I start losing information and I can't argue effectively <laughs> or discuss effectively. Well, the other thing is here, and this is something that relates to the paranormal or any area where people will have different opinions. We're so polarized in our society. And what we do is we live in echo chambers. So let's stay in the paranormal. So you believe UFOs are spaceships that were being channeled by beings, star beings from Zeta Reticuli. There's a group of people who believe that. And they have their own group. And they feed off each other. This is the echo chamber. And they look for information sources that simply affirm their beliefs. They don't look at anything else. And then if you're just, if you're more of the hard science kind of UFOs, like the Donald Kehoe UFO thing, and the Donald Kehoe UFO belief is, of course, that there's spaceships and the U.S. government has a silence group that's keeping it a secret. You get the picture. Yes. I'm I'm not a member of any of those groups, I don't think. I I mean, I try not to be. Besides, I mean, how can you have a, a fixed opinion on the paranormal? It's just so, especially UFO stuff, it's so mercurical and you can have you can find something and this has probably been said on your show a hundred times and mine a hundred times that if you have a you know a, a whatever bugaboo boo you have there's plenty of stuff to back it up but then there's also plenty of stuff to you know <laughs> uh contradict it and since people don't listen you know they cover their ears and go blah 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 or they'll just keep saying the same thing over and over no matter how what you throw at them which is not debate so you know at, at a certain point i've Uh, It can be illustrated by the online discussion thing. You see something online on Facebook or a group or even on your own page and you start to type something and then you you get to the end of it and you've spent 10 minutes on it and you look at it and you go, you know what, it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. And you erase it and you move on. I've found out that I'm doing that far more than I used to do. And I think that's a, you know, you just, you're just, you're interested in it for so long and you meet so many people and then you, you know, you start to specialize while not, you know, saying everybody else is full of crap or anything, but you start to specialize. And so you filter. And I think that's the only way to stay sane and maybe do something useful instead of just going willy nilly and arguing with people and whatever. But um, yeah, I've, I've gotten a lot more specialized, I think. 
Well, Willie and Nilly will disagree with you because everybody disagrees. What I try to do with most of my online postings, and I'm guilty because sometimes I don't, is keep them very short. This way, the issues that will be debated will be brief. I don't have time to go through all these long messages. And the worst thing about it is, I think, and this is an object lesson for anyone posting, I like to divide everything I write up into shorter paragraphs. Because otherwise, if you're reading online, remember, online is not as easy as reading a book, however people think. So I try to keep brief about stuff. But if people will write something with many different thoughts, many different ideas, but the paragraph is like 120 lines long. And you may be able to read that fairly well or pretty well with a printed book printed something. Online, small text, it's nearly impossible for me to follow. And I'm not the stupidest person in the world. Some people might disagree with that. So I like you when you write stuff, separate each thought with a paragraph. And I don't mean just an indent. If it's online, skip a line. And that way, whatever you have to say, it'll be easier to understand easier to avoid confusing things, because if you confuse things, then we have worse debates. We're talking about debate. No, we're talking about a lot of things, Greg Bishop and I, Chris O'Brien, will be by shortly, we're told. We should remind you that you should check right now while you hear these announcements to go to plus.thepowercast.com, plus.thepowercast.com, where we tell you how to get a commercial-free version of this show, plus the After the Paracast podcast where anything might happen we never know going into it how things may fall with gene chris on his way and greg bishop you're in the award-winning graphic converter 10 the universal genius for photo editing apps on your mac Join over one and a half million loyal users for the Swiss Army Knife app. It gives you all the features that you expect. And most important, it's easy to use. You can get it for just $39.95 from www.lemkesoft.com. That's www.lemkesoft.com. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Injury help desk is responsible for this advertisement. Principal office, Las Vegas, Nevada. This ad is not legal advice, and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention prescription antibiotic drug users. Have you or a loved one suffered an aortic dissection, aortic aneurysm, or abdominal aortic aneurysm after taking the prescription antibiotic drugs Levaquin or Avalox? These popular antibiotic drugs have been prescribed more than 80 million times since 2004, and medical studies show an increased risk of the following injuries. Aortic dissection, aortic aneurysm, 
and abdominal aortic aneurysm. If you or a loved one used the prescription antibiotic drugs Levaquin or Avalox and suffered from aortic dissection, aortic aneurysm, or abdominal aortic aneurysm, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. You may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-823-3851. 800-823-3851. 800-823-3851. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free, one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA Pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Greg Bishop is kind of manning the table here as we wait for Chris O'Brien, and we're talking about a lot of subjects. We started in a dialogue about how heavily polarized people are about a variety of subjects. And the thing about can't we just get along applies. That's why anytime we have a foray into politics, even briefly, it turns off some people. As you say, as you monitor coast to coast, being an online person who works for them, it's the same issue. As soon as they get into politics, get off that, get off that. We can't have that. Unless you are a fan of their political point of view. Then, of course, they'll want to hear it endlessly. So we have one subscriber, loyal subscriber, and maybe we got a little too political lately. He said, you know what? I'm not going to renew Paracast Plus. Now, that's worse than just saying I'm not going to listen, because if you don't renew, there's money that we don't get. So we don't like that. But on the other hand, we're not going to do a show for one person. We can't. We do a show for ourselves. 
And then if you like it, fine. If you don't like it, fine. We try to listen to what you have to say when you suggest guests. In fact, on this week's episode, we were going to have Artie Sixkiller Clark with a new book. And she looks into legends of star people among Native Americans. And that didn't work. And the reason it didn't work is because I had to move on Tuesday for many, many reasons not to get into it. But that was the only day we could schedule it. That was the day she was booked. And now we have to have her back on in September, I think. We also have Kathleen Martin and Stanton Friedman with, believe it or not, a brand new book. That's going to be sometime in September. And we're working on the final scheduling for Jim Mars. But we have Greg Bishop and we're talking about a little bit about polarized discussions. Let's get past that. I would say this, Greg, this is where you kind of skirt the line. You want to know whether a president is going to talk about UFOs or look into it. You want to know what the government knows. Suddenly you're into politics no matter what happens. Yeah, yeah, you are. At least it's it's tangentially connected. I don't know why people talk about it because it's nothing's going to happen till it happens. And of course, it's not going to happen in the way people that, that people want. I'm, I'm almost certain of that. And of course, if it doesn't happen in the way people want, they're going to cry cover up. That, that's one of those things that I kind of, you know, lift myself out of that debate and don't talk about it. My position is there's, you know, it's too complicated to reveal anything and it's too confusing. Whatever it is, if the government does know about it, I don't think it can be reduced to an announcement or sound bites. I, I really don't. So we'll, we'll see what happens, but I have little faith in the uh, disclosure thing. I just can't see that one day the president, be the president, Barack Obama, Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, whoever it's going to be, whoever it is, they're not going to walk up to the microphone with a little alien gray along with them or make some kind of statement about that. That will never, ever happen. It can't happen for obviously a variety of reasons. And one might be they don't know a darn thing about it any more than we do. Maybe they know more details about sightings because there are certain things that have to be kept secret because they're talking about some test product is mentioned there or certain technical details that have to be secure or names of people that we should know about. And they have a legitimate reason to hide that. Sources and methods. Exactly. But we still may not find anything. They could give us everything they know, and they know nothing. I, I don't know about nothing, but like you said, yeah, a little bit more data, but nothing about you know why, where, anything like that. Well, maybe where, I suppose, but I think where might even be complicated. Why they are star is, beings is from Zeta Reticuli. Okay, fine. I don't. I see the people that do that. Either one, they just you know that's that's what they've decided on, or two, they've had some kind of revelatory experience that's not available to the rest of us. And if it isn't, it doesn't make it useless. It just makes it kind of. Uh, it's not really helpful if it's uh, something only one person or a few people can experience. So that's another problem. The issue, of course, here is if you claim to be channeling some kind of higher being. And the higher being says in whatever way they communicate, maybe you hear a voice or it comes in your head, and they say, we are star beings from Zeta Reticuli. Now, I would answer if that happened to me, other than being scared out of my wits, oh, okay, so you're coming from one of the two stars of the binary star system. You're not coming from a planet, are you? I answer telemarketing phone calls the same way. When I get a telemarketing phone call and someone claims to be something or other, I ask them, a reverse question that makes them think beyond their spiel. Usually they hang up or the people who are claiming to be Windows technical support 
and they want to get into my PC so they could use ransomware to take a few hundred dollars out of me. And I say, I use a Mac. Why are you calling me? Or how do you know what I have? Are you hacking me? You should see what they tell me when I get that. Yeah, well, they, they, well, they should just hang up. I, <laughs> I would. I never get calls like that. It's kind of weird, but I'm not involved in the techie world as much as you are. The problem with channeling and all these things is that you, people don't realize how many different filters the things are going through before it gets to your conscious awareness, wherever the signal is coming from, inside or outside or a combination of the two. There's so many metaphors and ideas laid on top of that. I don't think we have any access to where those those messages come from, if they are indeed coming from outside the person, which I think they are sometimes. But, you know, past that, it's it's kind of hard to make an assumption. And, of course, most people know that are listening. A lot of channeled stuff is like one of those those Internet posts where people just go on and on and on about nothing. And then, you know, every every, you know, three or four hours, there's there, you know, there's some cosmic wisdom. But other than that, it's just metaphysical mumbling, you know, seemingly a lot of the time. There is a consistency, though. But I wonder how many people who have these experiences already read the literature. So whatever they're experiencing is funneled through those filters. Yeah, well, it's it's those filters. It's cultural filters. It's your upbringing and your genetics and so many things going into the mix to make what you think is consciously – what is consciously available to you and you think is reality has been uh, – there's so much going on at a sub uh, subconscious level. I think there's no hope of getting at uh, whatever that signal is. I mean, that, that's my bugaboo right now. What causes UFO reports? I don't care about government stuff. I don't care about you know Nazi UFOs. I don't. I don't. Not a lot anyway. I don't care about um, uh, exopolitics. I don't care about the abduction thing really. In as in, except in as much as it answers the question, what causes UFO reports? That I think that's the really the basic question and that it goes into so many areas it goes into what we've just been talking about psychology and filtering but also you know what what was the stimulus sometimes the stimulus leaves traces sometimes a stimulus uh, is uh, seen by more than one person sometimes a stimulus is uh, seen on radar or whatever but you know it also seems to be a lot more interesting in a close encounter you know what the 500 feet or less that that seems to be where very interesting things start to happen well, there, there's the interaction with some force. Yeah, present. interaction. Yeah, interaction is the big thing. What goes on in that interaction and how do we – I don't think we can extricate ourselves from that interaction to find out what the thing is because whatever is reported and whatever we know about and whatever we're all talking about here and whatever all the books are written about is an interaction. I don't think it's uh, – I don't think you can sit there and look at it dispassionately or without including the the uh, observer in the in the equation, especially with something paranormal. We have Greg Bishop with Gene Steinberg. Chris O'Brien's on his way with Gene and Greg. You're in. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. 
There is an affordable alternative to the high cost of health care that offers freedom from insurance while providing compliance with the Obamacare individual mandate. Imagine having access to quality, affordable health care that allows you the freedom to choose your doctor and hospital. Members can share up to 100% of necessary medical expenses, including some alternative treatments. Find out how you and your family can contain health care costs without giving up your freedom. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Has neck, back, or shoulder pain got you down? Go to sunshine-pillows.com and get soothing comfort, support, and pain relief fast. Their microwavable heat therapy pillows and wraps treat neck and shoulder pain, reduce stress, and relax the soul. An ergonomic pillow from Sunshine Pillows supports your head and neck on long trips or when simply resting at home. Be good to yourself. Visit sunshine-pillows.com, sunshine-pillows.com. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich, working harder than ever, but getting nowhere? Do you hate spending hundreds of dollars every week on daycare, having someone else raise your children? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. At Be The Boss Network, you'll find hundreds of work-from-home opportunities that you can literally start today and be earning money as soon as next week. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss. Get out of the rat race. Work from home. Go to freedom106.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom, the number 106.com. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom106.com. Dr. Wara Warburg won the Nobel Prize for discovering how cells breathe. He also discovered how normal cells turn into tumor cells. He discovered the one prime cause of cancer was cellular oxygen deficiency. Dr. Joanna Budwig built upon the work of Dr. Warburg and discovered how to feed the cells to overcome this oxygen deficiency. She found that it was the sulfur in the cottage cheese that would mix with fresh pressed flax oil that the flax oil would become emulsified and more readily absorbed. Flax oil delivered in this manner was able to restore oxygen transfer to all cells of the body. Now there's a new method of pressing seed oils that produces the highest quality, zero oxidation, undamaged seed oils. The results on these seed oils alone are amazing. Now add our Life Force Enhanced One World Whey Protein Powder that is much higher in the sulfur amino acids than cottage cheese is, and you have a winning combination to confer health and energy like never before. Call 888-988-3325 or visit sacredseedoils.com. That's sacredseedoils.com.
Hi, this is Ted Phillips listening to the Paracast, and it's as good as it gets, believe me. We have Greg Bishop hanging out with Gene Steinberg. We're kind of talking shop, but just talking about a lot of different things. And now, experiencers. It could be channelers, people claiming to be abducted by UFOs. And there was kind of a... (laughs) And Greg has gone off the rails. Of course, you see, I've never been on the rails, so I don't know what the rails are supposed to feel like. So if that's being off the rails, I... Yeah, the rails are overrated, yeah. As a former occupant of the rails, this is your expert opinion. I don't know if I was ever an occupant of the rails. I I have no idea. What are the rails? I try to avoid them. The rails scare me. The people on the rails scare me. They always have since I was a kid. Well, the thing is here, the only rails I knew about when I grew up was the subways in New York, what they traveled on. Rails, that was it. Uh, I was talking about metaphysical rails, but I see what you're saying. Well, I understand you were doing that. I'm just giving you a hard time. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm here for, to give our guest a hard time. I think he's flipping out very quickly here. But the thing that worries me, and I always, I have lately more than ever when I bring on straight UFO investigators, I try to see if they're focusing as much on the experience as the person. Because the biggest problem in UFO research, I think, one of the big problems, is that they've been event-centric, not participant-centric and not a merger of the two, saying, okay, this is what they're telling us. Who are these people? Let's figure out something about these people to see why they're telling us this or why they might tell us this and try to get an understanding. And that's not in the lexicon of a questionnaire that talks about the height of the UFO, how big it is, the azimuth, the speed, did it land? What did you see? Did you see a light in the sky? The event, not the combination. Yeah, I started whining about this a, a couple of years ago. And yeah, and um, you and I have talked about it on this show. I've talked about it on my show. And I'm glad it's emerging as, as something that people should start to consider. And I think some people are considering it. And questionnaires and interviewing techniques, I think, are changing a little bit. The only problem is trying to integrate that with old uh, reports where they did not ask those questions, as you say. You know, what happened before? What happened after? What happened, you know, what was what was going on in your life? What, what happened three minutes before? What weird thing happened? You know, there's there's all kinds of paranormal things that happened before and especially after um, some kind of close encounter. My, my favorite are the, you know, weird phone calls or like knocks on the door and nobody's there. And then five minutes later, they walk out, they go, what's what's going on outside? And they walk outside and there's something ho- hovering over the house, that kind of thing, which indicates there's some sort of a field of of weirdness coming upon you i suppose uh that that i i guess that's i'm already shoving a model onto it but i think these things are significant well that i think is a very important thing what happened in your life is this your first experience is there a history of people in your family having weird things happen and you don't have to feed them what it might be because i think that's bad technique you want them to tell you what happened not to try to please you or to respond to you in the way they think they should answer. Yeah, and a lot of people doing this are kind of just getting into it, so they're very excited about it, and they don't um, they don't have the, uh, I think they probably don't have the detachment that a, a weary UFO researcher has after many years 
where they just say, you know, screw it. Let me just see what they, you know, what, what the person says instead of trying to find out where they're coming from and leading the witness and all these things subconsciously. Uh, I think a lot of abduction researchers did that, even though they they, they will fight and say they didn't. Uh, they, after a while, they had a certain idea about the way things should be. And I think that subconsciously or not, um, things were steered in that direction. Uh, in the Sometime in the 80s, I think, Bufora, or at least British um, uh, abduction researchers, decided to not use hypnosis anymore. And I have yet to see what they reported. They said that things started getting a little less regimented and a little weirder and a little less uh, uh, standard story at that point, which is exactly what you'd expect, you know, if you stopped hypnotizing people and asking them the same questions. And again, some abduction researchers give me the impression that they're looking for an answer. And I think the worst offender, one of the worst offenders, is Dr. David Jacobs. Uh, I don't like to um, criticize people, but I'll criticize Jacobs and agree with you. <laughs> if it gets severe enough like that, yeah, I start to think, you know, it's he's so far into what he's into that it's he's lost ob- objectivity, which is really bad for anything, especially abduction stuff, especially uh, paranormal research. And when someone like Dr. Jacobs, and I'm sure he's sincere in what he does, says that just about every abduction encounter he investigates seem to fall within this range, well, that's because you're looking for that range. You're asking questions that will bring out that type of material. And I think people who come to you would in large part be coming to them to affirm what they think might have happened. This is, again, like the echo chamber for beliefs about politics or religions or anything or UFOs. You look towards the people who support what you have to say. So if you think these are star beings from Zeta Reticuli, well, that's going to be it. You know why I keep mentioning that, by the way? There is a woman who posts this seminar online or a link to it on Facebook. And it's about roughly entitled, Meet the Star Beings from Zeta Reticuli. So what I do is I respond. I should create an autoresponder here. And I respond that Zeta Reticuli is a binary star system. They found no evidence of exoplanets there. And one of the stars, I think it's Zeta 2, is surrounded by dust or debris. And yeah, I'm kind of having fun goofing on them. But I want people to ask questions like that. Okay, you say you're from this place. How do I know that? Why? Because that's the star map that Marjorie Fish produced for the Barney and Betty Hill case? Yeah, well, that's that's something everybody latched on to. And then later, I think they found out that it wasn't really uh, – that was her conclusion. But it, it, there's a lot of reasons why, and I can't enumerate them right now, so shoot me. Uh, why it was probably a mistake and it could be applied to any number of different uh, uh, star systems or arrangements of stars, uh, depending on what the what uh, angle you were looking at them at. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's um, it's it's hard to research something without having an idea of it. But it's also, as you say, as we've been talking about, it's hard to. Um, keep you know keep an objectivity on it. It's it's that's probably the the hardest part of the research is to be is to step back from it. Uh, and we need to you know uh, it, it'd be nice to have more people doing that. I think some people are. 
um, things are changing, and and that's good. Somebody asked me the other day. They said, you, you you know, is it? I think it was Aaron Gullius when I had him on my show. We when we were in Canada there, um, he said, you think it? You know, is it? Is everything gone to hell and? Um, the, the, the field is completely destitute and you should be dropped and all that. And I said, no, I see lots of hopeful signs. Actually, I see people saying things that I'd never thought I'd heard them say, hear them say, you know, 10 years ago. So I, I do have hope. And the other thing is on my show, we, uh, for about a year or so I'd have people on and we just complain about how horrible ufology was. And then at some point I thought, why don't I just cheerlead the stuff I think is great and wonderful and, and forget about complaining. <laughs> it's a, it's a, uh, it's the Robert Anton Wilson, uh, winter script thing, I think. And, um, yeah, I miss some stuff, but I also, I've discovered so many cool, wonderful, this looks really promising things and, um, and pursuing those things, uh, especially with things having to do outside of ufology, um, that would inform it, like psychology and cognitive psychology, and and uh, to some extent physics and um, information theory and things like that. And the thing that happens also with that is, you know, you don't get completely upset by the the craziness and the wackiness of the UFO field, because the things that go on are pretty crazy. And as I have learned over the years. If people are going to really attack you, get pretty dirty about it, you kind of sort of should ignore them, but I can't always do that. Greg Bishop is here. We're talking shop and just hanging out, which is a nice thing to do, and we hope you enjoy it. With Gene and Greg, you're in. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have... A Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality. You know, great t-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. Do you ever feel like you're being watched? Like someone or some company is tracking your every move online? I know I do. That's why I trust Private Internet Access VPN to keep me safe when I'm online. I use it to encrypt my traffic and use an anonymous IP address. Private Internet Access keeps your internet traffic safe from unwanted eyes so you can finally feel safe. $40 a year for peace of mind is a no-brainer. Sign up today at privateinternetaccess.com. Once again, that's privateinternetaccess.com. 
Fully cooked, ready to eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready to eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready to eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at fullycookedbacon.com. Fullycookedbacon.com. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Dangerous blood clot device alert. If you or a loved one had an IVC filter placed to prevent blood clots from traveling to your heart or lungs and suffered an injury, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA warns that IVC filters may cause serious complications, such as heart or lung damage, internal bleeding, and even death. These dangerous blood clot devices can break and the metal fragments can travel to your heart or lungs causing serious injuries. If you or a loved one suffered organ damage or other injuries from an IVC filter, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507-800-478-1507. This is an advertisement. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. InjuryHelpDesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. This is Robert Hastings, author of UFOs and Nukes, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Now, I thought maybe if he was a guitar player, and what was the trick that Peter Frampton used to do with the talking guitar? Oh, yeah, he would put it through a, um, like a, a wah-wah pedal or something. My son has a wah-wah pedal, which he was just about to learn how to really use. And I think I still have it here somewhere. Except then he moved to Spain and he started a new life as a teacher. And hasn't gotten back to it because he hasn't picked up his Fender Stratocaster, which is still here. Black, by the way. I paid a bundle for it. And he's got a really great violin. And I got it here. And it's waiting for him if he ever tries it. And the amplifier and the wah-wah pedal and a few other things. Maybe a fuzz box or something. Yeah, play around with it and see if you can get good sound out of it. I've I've got one electric guitar. It's the only one I've ever had in my entire life. It's a LeBay 2x4 copy, which is the, the guitar that the Devo used when they first came out. So basically it looks like a 2x4, like a plank of wood with a neck on it and pickups. 
So yeah, next time I'm on, maybe I'll bring that bring that and you and uh, blast the, uh, uh, the 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 back announce back with my Devo guitar. Yeah, it's very interesting here. There was this song that Devo did, the so famous "Whip It, Whip It Good." People oh. thought it was about you know sadomasochism or something. Whip it. It wasn't. It never was. No, it's about doing what you sh- should be doing. It's a, it's a very life affirming, get off your butt and do something useful song, and I I have no problem with that. I it's wonderful. It's an anthem for for kicking butt, really. Yeah, the more I hear about those guys, they're pretty smart people. In fact, I think one of them still writes music for TV shows or something. Mark Mothersbaugh writes uh, music for TV shows, movies, commercials. Uh, he's worked with Wes Anderson a lot. They keep touring. Um, they toured last year and played music from before their first album, which I never thought they'd play, which is my favorite period of theirs, because it sounds like nothing else. It's completely off the map of pop music. And it's, uh, I mean, I, I guess it's experimental, but it's, uh, you know, their songs with lyrics and all that, but completely not anything, sounds like nothing else to me. So I really like it. Well, they found a shtick that works. And the fact that they found the way to make a living doing what they enjoy, I think that's commendable. And remember, when you're writing for TV and the movies, you got to be pretty darn good. I mean, you've done work in the entertainment industry. You know what I'm talking about. It's not an easy thing to accomplish. And these people who could do theme songs from multiple TV shows and just sit there and they sometimes will record them live as they're watching the show. And they yeah. do it every single week for 22 weeks. And then they do it for multiple shows. Yep. I can't believe this. Like the composer for like Supergirl and The Flash and The Arrow, same guy. How do you do that? Uh, you do it for a long time. You have a natural ta- uh, talent that uh, has been honed over years and years and years. Like if you get really good at it, decades usually. And that's if you get what, really uh, good at it, your name is John Williams. And he's what eighty eight or something? Yeah, he's he's still going. I I can't believe it. I think it's amazing. I didn't realize this until I got the collection and look at the composer. He did the the uh, theme song for Lost in Space, which is a great theme song. Both of them, the the first version and the second version. He's eighty four, fellow New Yorker, Floral Park, New York. I hear he's a really nice guy. At a certain point, I think some people, when they get good at what they do and they become very comfortable with what they do. They tend to be very nice people. Um, I've met, you know, various famous people, and uh, I've had the, you know, luck to meet them when I worked on a TV show and various other things. And if they're really good at what they do, they're generally pretty nice because they're very happy because they're doing exactly what they want to do. In fact, if there's some famous person that is, you know, is a dick, it's probably because they don't really want to be doing that thing. Well, I'm looking here at the top ten list from John Williams. Saving Private Ryan, Harry Potter, Schindler's List, of course, Superman, of course, E.T., Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Indiana Jones, Jaws, Jurassic Park, Star Wars. But he's, as you say, he's done many, many others over the years. Yep. And then another person who's done a lot of stuff is Danny Elfman. Yes. Uh, he, uh, Oingo Boingo, played for free at my school uh, in 1981. And uh, 
when I saw that concert, I didn't realize music could sound like that. And I was completely insanely blown away, you know, cause I was, I was just starting to listen to like, you know, the B 52s and the Ramones and all that stuff. And then Oingo Boingo comes along, which is about a light year beyond even, you know, all the traditional 1960s, 70s stuff. So that, that's my imprint era is like the early eighties, late seventies, early eighties through the eighties. That's kind of my imprint era. But yeah, Elfman, that, he's another guy that uh, started out they, – they started out doing cabaret, like uh, music, cabaret music stuff. Um, there's recordings of it. The Mystic Knights of the Oingo Boingo, I think was the name of the band at the first, in their first incarnation. They were on – if you look on the um, YouTube, you can find Oingo Boingo on the gong show. <laughs> they were together at that point in the 70s. So yeah, and, and then he's you know parlayed it into uh, – very lucrative and and uh, very uh, uh, what is it illustrious career as a as a as a film composer, and he and what, he's another person that's very good at it. Um, I met him one time. He's a very nice, friendly, you know, uh, uh, calm person, and uh, I enjoyed talking to him. I'm just looking at the list here. He also does The Simpsons, by the way. Yes, yeah, I think that's probably it's probably uh, five generations of Elfmans after him will be, still be thanking him for that Simpsons uh, music. <laughs> well, that show will never end. No, it won't. It's like that South Park thing where they keep trying to come up with a different um, a, a different scenario or a different story, and somebody keeps yelling, "Simpsons did it! Simpsons did it!" Everybody's mad. And it's like, well, they've been going on so long, 20-something years. How could they not have you know, mined every story you could possibly think of? So, It's like, how many different voices does Hank Azaria have? I have no idea. I mean, I know he's, he's the prince. Oh, no, no, that's, that's uh, Harry Shearer. Who is Hank Azaria on? The, who, play, who does he play on The Simpsons? Everybody except the main characters? I think he plays a lot of them. I have to look up his name. Of course, he also plays on Ray Donovan as an you know as an actor. He also yeah. plays a mean electric guitar, which they had him do just because of that. They had him do that. Mo Sizak, Chief Wiggum, yeah. Carl. And just listening to the you know he does a whole bunch of different voices here. Anka's area plays a mean electric guitar. Not a bad singer, by the way. And you look here, it says he's done the Smurfs, and he's done this, and he's done that, and he's a good actor. And that's amazing. I, I think he's more in the tradition of Mel Blanc. Really? Why do you say that? Because Mel Blanc was an immensely good actor. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I was thinking Mel, Mel Brooks for some reason. Mel Blanc, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've got recordings of Mel Blanc doing anti-drug ads from the 1970s, I think. <laughs> In his cartoon voices. <laughs> um, and he's buried in the Hollywood Forever Cemetery right uh, about two miles from me here. On his gravestone, it says, that's all, folks. Mel, ba- Mel Blanc, man of a thousand voices, I think. Right. He had an amazing amount of voices, sound effects. And on the old Jack Benny radio show, he played the car, the sound of the car. <laughs> any of a thousand different characters who'd appear... But you'd watch him on TV. He was an amazing comic actor. Yeah. Because there's a scene where Jack Benny wants to buy a present for someone for Christmas. As announcer Don Wilson, I think. And he goes to this booth over in an apartment store. And Mel Blanc is a salesman. And he keeps buying something and returning it. And you're watching 
Mel Blanc, this amazing comic actor, physically disassembling each time this is happening until he's in hysterics because this crazy guy keeps driving him nuts. <laughs> and, you know, what's true of a lot of comedians who can do that? Anyway, why are we doing this? I don't know. I don't know either. And we start out with the composers of different movie themes. And that's okay because of the fact that you've been in and around show business. But let's get back to the paranormal universe. And what I want to talk about in the next segment is sometimes it's a theory of gradual disclosure. We're discovering more and more possible life-bearing planets in the universe, including a more recent discovery, one of the stars of Alpha Centauri, which is what, binary star system? And we may have another candidate for Earth 2. Not Zeta Reticuli. They haven't found exoplanets on Zeta Reticuli, but they sure as heck have found them in a lot of other places. We've got more places to go, things to do. We're talking to Greg Bishop, who is, I guess, an everyman in terms of covering all sorts of different subjects. Chris O'Brien is on his way. With Gene and Greg, you're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. As a doctor, I see patients every day who are losing their vision to age-related macular degeneration, also known as AMD. If you have blurry vision or blind spots, they can be symptoms of AMD, and if untreated, could lead to blindness. The good news? AMD can be managed with effective clinically approved treatments that may reverse some vision loss. For free AMD information, contact the Foundation Fighting Blindness at 1-800-BLINDNESS. That's 1-800-BLINDNESS. There is a cure in sight. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg.
with Greg Bishop, Gene Steinberg, Chris O'Brien on his way on the Paracast. Let me tell you something, first of all, before we go on. If you'd like to get the commercial-free version of this show, we've got news for you. All right? You go to plus.theparacast.com, P-L-U-S.theparacast.com. So you get that better quality audio. We also give you the After the Paracast podcast, which is me and Chris and Greg and lots of other people. And we talk about all sorts of interesting things. Sometimes we catch Greg on the road, like we caught him once at the Texas School Book Depository, right around there, the scene of the Kennedy assassination. Another time he was in Canada, a lot of interesting location work. Sometimes we just start an interview here and we just can't finish it. We start an interview here and then we continue there. And we also have show transcripts, more coming. We also have classic episodes, more videos, transcripts. And my dog sings Chopin, which is two chapters of a book that Chris wrote with Ray Stanford. To learn more and to learn how to sign up, and it's a low subscription rate, plus.theparacast.com, plus.theparacast.com. Let's talk about real-life possible sources for E.T. And there's a story in the New York Times. Don't argue with me over liberal media. This is science, folks. One star over a planet that might be another Earth. Astronomers announced that they had detected a planet orbiting Proxima Centauri, part of Alpha Centauri, the closest neighbor to our solar system, like four and a half light years away, which means, of course, it would take us hundreds of thousands of years to get there unless we use warp drive. But this one, have you read about this, Greg? It's 1.3 times the size of Earth, orbits the star in like 11.2 days. If I'm taking this from memory, forgive me if I'm way wrong, Okay because I've been wrong occasionally. But when you consider this, wait a minute, how many life-bearing planets are there? Hmm. Greg? I don't know how many there are, but um, there, just by the, you know, the simple laws of probability, there's probably, you know, thousands or hundreds of thousands or millions of planets that could support life. I read something recently where... You know, there's always something from some university, and somebody has an idea, so they get they get clickbait out of it on these different news sites. But the what fascinated me was that they, and I can't remember who scientist who it was or what uh, university, but they, the idea that uh, they were putting forth, uh, either a team or a scientist was, was that the um, the Earth is is relatively quick starter. because according to their mathematical models of what you know the way life should uh, should develop that the earth did it fairly quickly so that we might be kind of ahead of the curve. And if any other life is around, um, it might be coming in, you know, a few more million years or billions of years. And the problem with that is we probably couldn't detect it from here unless they started sending out radio signals of the kind that we could hear and understand as something that was radio signals. The other thing is uh, when you said zeta reticuli, uh, I went and looked. I said, "Well, maybe it's just because we're seeing it, you know, as it was thousands or millions of years ago, and it doesn't, and it hasn't j- developed any any planets." But no, it's only thirty nine light years away. So what we're seeing is only thirty nine years old. So whatever's going on there is fairly contemporary in terms of uh, cosmic t- uh, time. The one around Proxima Proxima B Centauri, the the the, the red dwarf, I guess. Um, that's right. That's yeah. That's what. That's four light years away. It's even actually it's slightly less than that. It's um, four some sector. odd light years away. I have to look at the yeah. actual dimension. Yeah, so whatever's going on there is is 
pretty much what's going on now. I don't think they've announced whether it's it has liquid water or some kind of atmosphere. It's just it has the potential to have such a thing. Um, and I don't know how long a, you know a planet would need circling a red dwarf, which is I guess what happens to a star in, later in its life, to have life on it. I don't know how long a star stays a red dwarf. What a billion years, or I don't know. I don't know what the lifetime of stars are. So there's a lot of factors in there, which um, if you read down further in some of these articles, they're trying to warn you about. It's like this is not an announcement that there's life otherwhere. There's an it's an announcement. There's there's a Earth-like planet fairly close to us, and it would take what if they had one of those light sail things that go can speed up almost to the speed of light. It might take you know ten years to get there or something instead of hundreds or thousands. So there, there's been ideas about that, uh, about sending a probe there or something. But I don't, I don't think that's going to get off the ground because uh, it's probably a low probability, uh, low probability um, shot in the dark to try and figure out if this, you know, this this star or this planet around the star actually could support or does support any sort of life. And also, you know, for the for the most part, I think that most uh, most planets, the huge amount of their uh, the, the greater time on the planet there's life is probably just microbial or very small i mean that's on the order of probably a who knows i don't know what a life cycle of a planet is but you you would figure that the the more simple forms are the ones that take up most of the time of the uh evolution on the planet the other thing here is that because we're talking about an aging star here there may have been a civilization there long long ago right but it's dead and buried by now. Yeah, as perhaps Mars might be, which is still something that kind of fascinates me. Based on Mac Tony's book, that after the Martian apocalypse, that kind of stuck that idea in my head. There was some kind of civilization there, and it just was destroyed ecologically or destroyed itself. And it's you know, since it's like you know, it was two billion years ago. There's no really any trace of it, except possibly what you would say are the structures that people talk about. The Dead Sea bottoms of Barsoom. Don't know what you're referring to. Edgar Rice Burroughs, John Carter. Oh, okay. I don't know about uh, uh, Burroughs that much. I, I've, I stopped reading fiction when I was a, a very small child. There's something wrong with me, I guess. What about comic books? Uh, I read underground comic books in junior high school, and that was about it. Meaning I didn't read the regular comic books. I, I read. I was a big fan of Von Baudet, if anybody knows who that was. Um, he, he did, uh, underground comics with, you know, like naked women in it and stuff. So, it, you know, that was, that was great for me. I was, you know, 13, 12, 13 years old. So it was perfect, <laughs> but no, never a fan of the mainstream comics. I've read a few of my new friends that had them and I just never got into it. What about the movies? Comic book movies. I, you know what, the, the, all the time I spent in, um, post-production inoculated me against most movies. I don't really see too many. I saw the ones that I did see when I was, you know, working. You know, the last comic book movies I saw were like the um, the Iron Man movies. Uh, those I like those a lot. But yeah, at this point, I, I, I'm not really interested in the Marvel universe or anything like that. What is interesting? Huh, back to our subject coming up is that um, that movie Arrival that's going to be out next month. Tell I'm, us about I, that movie. It is based on a story called, and Joshua Cutchin told me about this. It's based on a short story from the late 80s called The Story of Your Life, um, which is 
and and the, and the movie sticks sort of this part of the story. It's the story of a scientist that has to figure out um, what what language an alien race is speaking. They they appear all over the earth and then they try to make contact with us, um, and they just wait until we figure apparently wait till we figure out their language. So there's a scientist who's a linguist, and she's trying to figure out their language. I think she's played by Amy Adams, and um, of course this hits all my buttons. You know, alien language. Uh, you know, uh, linguistics, all that stuff because of the Mario Pozzaglini stuff and the alien writing that I'm interested in. Um, I'd like to see what they use out of that because I'm sure they've used some of the uh, the ideas that he came up with. But um, she has to figure out the language so that they so that they can figure out what's going on with this, you know, other intelligence from somewhere else. And their their language is not like our language. It's uh, I got to find, you know, before we go to the when we go to the next break, I could probably find the uh, description of the story. Um, the the original short story called Story of Your Life. Uh, wait, let me look it up. I I, I really wanted to. It's it's just a fascinating. It's a it's a fascinating uh, way of dealing with uh, what kind of what kind of contact you know a different a different uh, uh, lens for contact uh, with with an, an with some sort of alien uh, um, uh, civilization or consciousness or something. Let's break, Greg. I found it, but yeah. Greg found it. You'll learn more in our next yeah. segment, The Gene. And Greg Bishop, you're in Le Podcast. The award-winning Graphic Converter 10, the universal genius for photo editing apps on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for the Swiss Army Knife app. It gives you all the features that you expect. And most important, it's easy to use. You can get it for just $39.95 from www.lemkeysoft.com. That's www.lemkesoft.com. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Dangerous blood clot device alert. If you or a loved one had an IVC filter placed to prevent blood clots from traveling to your heart or lungs and suffered an injury, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA warns that IVC filters may cause serious complications, such as heart or lung damage, internal bleeding, and even death. These dangerous blood clot devices can break and the metal fragments can travel to your heart or lungs causing serious injuries. If you or a loved one suffered organ damage or other injuries from an IVC filter, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. This is an advertisement. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. InjuryHelpDesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. 
This is an alert. If your business or church is building this year, you're about to pay more than you should. This could mean thousands of dollars more for your office, retail space, church, or warehouse. A general steel building can save you as much as half the cost and time of similar conventional construction. And we're offering rebates of up to $20,000 to help you build today. Call General Steel for free information that could save you thousands. Call 866-91-STEEL. 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 Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. Have you ever wondered why farmers can keep their livestock lean and healthy just by feeding them minerals in a nutrient-dense diet? Before market, they cut off their minerals, leaving them to crave high-calorie grains to fatten them up. So if weight control is this easy, why does the medical system prescribe invasive surgical gastric bypass for humans? The truth be told, according to research, you can avoid over 900 different diseases just by getting 90 essential nutrients daily. Check us out on the web at sonsoflibertyteam.com and order your Healthy Start Pack and get your 90 for life. Or dial 855-301-TEAM. I said essential, not optional, and every day. Easy. 90 for life on the web at sonsoflibertyteam.com or call 855-301-TEAM. That's 855-301-TEAM. That's 855-301-TEAM. Check us out on the web at sonsoflibertyteam.com at sonsoflibertyteam.com. Has neck, back, or shoulder pain got you down? Go to sunshine-pillows.com and get soothing comfort, support, and pain relief fast. Their microwavable heat therapy pillows and wraps treat neck and shoulder pain, reduce stress, and relax the soul. An ergonomic pillow from Sunshine Pillows supports your head and neck on long trips or when simply resting at home. Be good to yourself. Visit sunshine-pillows.com, sunshine-pillows.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. This is Le Paracast. (sighs) I cannot do even a fractured French accent. You cannot do this French accent? What is wrong with you? You got a lessons for that minky? <laughs> Does your dog bad? Yeah. Bad imitations of Peter Sellers' bad imitation. Yeah. I found the plot summary. Okay, so the story is called what now? The story of your life. This is like three short paragraphs, and it's it's vitally interesting and fascinating to me. Um, Dr. Louise Banks is, enlist- is enlisted by the military to communicate with a race of radial symmetrical aliens who initiated first contact. Um, woven through the story are remembrances of her daughter. The heptapods, which I guess is the name of the, what would that be, eight, eight arms? Uh, what's hept? I can't remember. Have two distinct forms of language. Heptapod A is their spoken language, described as having free word order and many levels of center embedded clauses understanding heptapod b the written language of the aliens is central to the plot unlike its spoken counterpart heptapod b has such complex structure that a single semigram which i guess means a word with some sort of meaning cannot be excluded without changing the entire meaning of a sentence when writing in heptapod b the writer knows how the sentence will end the phenomenon of heptapod b is explained by the aliens understanding of mathematics and fermat's principle of least time whatever that is 
Her understanding of the writing system affects the way she perceives time and suggests a deterministic universe where free will is exercised by not affecting the outcome events of events. This is reflected by the tense used in the story's writing. A small portion of the story at the, at the beginning to the end is written in the present tense, indicating that the story is being written at the time of the daughter's conception. The sections describing the interactions with the heptapods is, is written in the past tense. The sections describing the daughter's life from birth to death and beyond are written in a future tense, because learning heptapod B enables Dr. Banks to know her daughter's entire life even before she agrees to conceive her. So from this story, they have created a film. And if they haven't totally screwed it up, it should be an amazing film. And it's one of the few I've actually said, I really want to see that movie when it comes out. And I think it comes out September 12th or something. The other star is Jeremy Renner. You remember him from some of the Marvel comic stories. Amy Adams played Lois Lane in Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, and in a few other films. And of course, Forrest Whitaker is an Academy Award-winning actor who's done movies and TV. I mean, it's really got a really good cast. It's directed by... Denis Villeneuve. Yes, it's got that French problem again with the name. Yeah. See, what's going to happen now is anybody who is French, and we have French listeners, will hear the way I fracture that language. Oh, well. It was filmed primarily in Quebec, Montreal, Quebec. Oh, really? Okay, that's where I was just at when we did the last interview. November 11th, it's coming out. And it's a fairly low-budget movie. It's $50 million they spent towards it. So you think, though, with people like Jeremy Renner, who appears in comic book blockbusters, they all probably took a low fee to do this movie, which sometimes is a tribute to the movie, because you've got to think here. If you've got any decent sense of special effects, that could cost a lot more than $50 million all by itself. So the actor's really had to believe in this project. Yeah, I think I've read some advanced, you know, buzz for it. And what is said is there's not really any explosions and people jumping out of helicopters or anything. It's pretty much just a psychological thriller. So all these things combined make me excited that maybe Hollywood can produce, occasionally still produce something interesting, thought-provoking and uh, wonderful. But again, this is something where it gets to be really interesting, which is, what do you do? How do you communicate with an alien race? And this is one, obviously, it's very bizarre in terms of the looks. It certainly looks quite different from a human being. And so we expect their method of communication would be different. But then what is the form we expect from E.T.? Does E.T. all look like humanoids? Probably not. We're a happy or unhappy accident here that we look like we do. The most intelligent or... Second most intelligence, if you count the dolphins, race on Earth, the one that's destroying it. How we came about, obviously, is a lot of happy and unhappy accidents that brought us to this place. But if I'm things, not so sure about that. But you think, ahead. all right, that's an interesting point of view. I think traditional science has it that way. We're a result of accidents. It may be inevitable that a humanoid species will come to dominate and come to develop an advanced civilization. What's your take? My take is that old Alan Watts thing where he says, that watch out because rocks eventually will start moving around. And the idea is that uh, um, intelligence and sentience is an inherent quality of matter given the right uh, set of uh, circumstances and uh, a right amount of time. 
if you want to stick that in a some sort of an intel what's the word um, intelligent design thing go right ahead but i would not agree with you so yeah that that's my my current uh, theological thing uh, is that intelligence and sentience may be an inherent quality of of matter um, which also hooks in with the idea that uh, all matter is alive and conscious and that the universe is an alive and conscious thing. It's just that we're one little uh, result of that aliveness and consciousness. So uh, the, enough of the hippie stuff, but that's uh, hept is seven. So I guess heptopod means they have seven arms. One in the middle, maybe. I didn't look at the picture to see how this thing works out unless they're kind of off center. But then we're getting back to one life is normal. What about humanoid life? I mean, do we have people who look like us, but they got ridges on their heads? I don't know. I don't know if we can assume that any other form of life that is sentient and tool using uh, is going to look like us. I, I, I have no idea. In fact, making assumptions about some other form of intelligent life, I think, is... Uh, is fine, but if you start to make conclusions or make a working hypothesis out of it to the point of telling other people that you're right, I think that's that's a mistake. There, there are many other ways to be. I mean, what's the idea that octopuses aren't really actually uh, they they're not from Earth because the the DNA is so incredibly weird. Um, I'm pretty sure there are from Earth. As far as we can tell, they they're pretty much self aware. They use tools. They you know they they. Whales do the same thing. So there's all kinds of different ways to have uh, intelligence, sentience, uh, and um, everything else that goes along with it. There, there's those reports of what the uh, humpbacks going in and breaking up uh, uh, killer whale hunts of other animals, not even not even just uh, other humpback whales. They've been seen to be protecting seals, uh, gray whales, um, and uh, various other things that uh, the, uh, the the killer whales are after. Which is a very strange thing, and they're trying to figure out: is it just because they are mad at the <laughs> mad at the orcas, or they just want them to stop bothering everybody, or do they think that uh, they don't see any difference between themselves and anything else that's being hunted? Nobody knows yet, but it's 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 seemingly altruistic behavior, um, and it's in a form that, that is not uh, tool using. They've just they've just adapted very supremely well to their environment. Um, Given another couple billion years, maybe they'll be moving off the planet, too, just like humans do. Who knows? Well, I would hope we do more towards moving off the planet because we're not doing a very good job of it. Greg Bishop is here with Gene Steinberg. Chris O'Brien is still evidently on the way. You're in Da Pentecost. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. So you've got to take a state construction license exam or certification. Can't decide on what books or what chapters to study? Discover right now how you can eliminate unnecessary books and wasted study time. At ContractorExam.com, our study materials zero in on state-required test topics in an effective, multiple-choice format. So whether you're a plumber, electrician, general contractor, or other construction-related trade, ContractorExam.com will help get you prepared. Visit us at www.ContractorExam.com today. 
Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. This is a healthcare alert from the Pain Relief Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one suffers from knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain and have Medicare as your primary insurance, we've got great news. You don't have to suffer any longer. You can immediately qualify for a pain relieving brace at little or no cost to you by calling our 24-7 Pain Relief Hotline at 866-389-0620. Delivery is free and all paperwork is handled for you. If you are on Medicare and have knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain, don't wait. You can qualify to immediately receive a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost by calling our 24-7 pain hotline now at 866-389-0620. Our representatives are standing by 24-7 to take your call and rush you your pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you. Shipping is free and all paperwork is handled for you. Just call 866-389-0620. That's 866-389-0620. Again, 866-389-0620. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free, one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Visit GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Lose weight and look great with ASAP, as slim as possible. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. This is the Paracast.
How's that? Yeah. Craig Bishop's with me. We're just talking about a whole bunch of things. But the one thing being, what form would life in outer space take? And my response based on what you say is yes. (laughs) You like that, huh? Yeah, yes. Yes is a good response. Especially when somebody says, do you think this or this? And I say yes. And then they look at you with the dog, like the dog that's been shown a card trick. And is much better than or to me. Um, unless the one part of the and is really stupid. <laughs> Got to watch out for that hand. It's very dangerous. No, and, and, not hand. The and or the hand. Okay. Yeah. Got to watch out for that because that's dangerous. I think there are lots of examples of intelligence or intuition that amaze me among what we consider to be lower creatures of lower intelligence, like our little dog, Teddy Bear, you know, has these flashes that amaze you. And, you know, like a little trick we do sometimes is when Barbara and I are having dinner in the bedroom, sit on the floor or something sometimes. We don't the kind of people who sit around the, the dining room table or something like that. We don't want the dog in there licking his chops or... Or staring begging, at you. Or staring at us. So what we do is we have this little thing, this little thing that we put like a separator or a block on the door. And it keeps him out. Lately, he's gotten very annoyed if you want him to do that. So I tried to throw his bone across the house and then grab the bar and set it up so he can't get in. You can't imagine how fast he was to go get that bone and get back in the room before I could block him. Oh, I thought you were going to say he'd gone one step further and said, go ahead and throw the damn thing. I'm still getting in. It wouldn't run after it. He does that, too. I will take a treat, and I'll bring it up to his mouth, and he'll look at the treat. And I'll walk away and put it in the kitchen. And I say, do you want the treat? And he looks at me. And then he goes back to whatever he's doing. And if you try to take the bone away from him, he growls at you. Leave me alone. Kind of an independent guy sometimes, except when he wants something from you. When he wants something from you, He is slobbering over you. He is looking at you with his eyes. He is sitting and staring. Sometimes he climbs up on you if he wants something. Otherwise, it depends. Sometimes he'll take one of his toys and he'll go up to me, put the toy on my foot and start chewing it or making noise with it while the toy is on my foot. That's a message, which is pick it up and throw it so I can catch it. Anyway, but any kind of creature, I guess could develop a technology, but they have to have thumbs, right? Well, they got to have some way to manipulate things. Octopi have wonderful uh, way to manipulate things. The the tentacles are, are, I think they're highly efficient for doing things. It's just that I don't think they gotten to the point where they need to do anything except just exist. So they've adapted, like I said, like the whales have supremely to their environment. Well, of course, we see some of these horror films where you have multi-tentacled aliens, So it's a natural assumption that that kind of creature could manipulate tools and such and build things probably a lot more efficiently than we can. Maybe so. And if they, you know, and octopi are are observed to do different things with uh, uh, one tentacles doing one job and one's doing the other one. And I I think they're, you know, there's, have you seen that video? They put one inside of a jar and it, it, they turn the top down and it, it unscrews the lid from inside. 
which is amazing that it could one figure that out and 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 two get, have the grip strength with the little suction things on there to to turn the to turn the uh, cap off to get out. So I think what they, they had an octopus I think in the Monterey Aquarium that escaped. And I don't know if they had a video of it or what, but they said that it climbed out of the tank, crawled across the floor, and jumped in like a drainage pipe and gone out to the sea. <laughs> it was smart enough to do that. It made it it it, um, it uh, broke out of prison. It's conclusion. I have had enough of you. Yeah. No, it just it got bored. It knew it knew it was trapped. So the amazing thing is, it jumped out of the water and just walked across the floor for a while to wherever it needed to go. So it's, you know, I don't think it's by chance that it, that it uh, did all these things and knew where to go to escape. So a lot, lot smarter than people give it credit. Cats and dogs can get out of uh, cages, too. That They figure out how to pull the pin or whatever. So um, what's the other animal that's really, really, really intelligent? Uh, uh, ravens, I think, are the other one. Uh, what's that called? The New Caledonian crow or something like that? They've done tests where they can uh, they give th- there is a treat or a piece of meat or something like that. But the, the the thing is that the crow has to do about three or four or five different steps interconnected to use tools to get to that piece of meat. And it, and the thing is that uh, some of the crows I've tested figured it out in like a minute or two, faster than a lot of people could. <laughs> That's where the crow flies. Yeah, you or know hops. you raised an issue there, and I'm starting to wonder about it. We have. Some creatures on this planet that may have more intelligence than we have, like dolphins. And I wonder here, could dolphins have higher order telepathic powers and be generating some of these effects with UFOs, partly to warn us to stop wrecking this planet? Because they live here too. Because why would E.T. say, get your act together here on Earth? It's not to join the Galactic Federation or to do what Michael Rennie as Cletu said in Day the Earth Stood Still. It is, we live here too, and you're making a mess of things, so get it together so they communicate with us telepathically and come in a form that we understand. Ever think about it? Maybe the dolphins are really E.T. in the sense they're the sources of UFOs, some intelligence on this planet, and not a breakaway civilization, not a bunch of Nazis and other people going off to the South Pole or something. We're talking about another species. I suppose. I mean, I would like to see some sort of, sort of evidence other, uh, of it other than speculation. It'd be, it'd be fascinating. The only reason I would think in that way is because of um, uh, 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 Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, <laughs> where that kind of stuff was sort of proposed. Oh, no, no, it was the mice. It was that uh, mice were running experiments on us, even though we didn't know it, because they're a lot smarter than us. So all the mazes and all that were attempts to figure out what scientists were doing, not 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 uh, uh, tests on the mice. Um, I'm starting to think, uh, like I said at the beginning of the show, I'm, I'm more interested in information theory now, because as uh, somebody much smarter than me said recently, it's it with if you think of the universe as information, which maybe the dolphins do, if you think of reality as information, then paranormal stuff is totally normal. If you think of it as physics and maybe mathematics, um, or described as physics and mathematics, then a lot of the stuff isn't possible. But for information, it's just all there, and it can be created 
molded, perceived or whatever by a uh, human or otherwise consciousness in any way that it uh, chooses to be. So, you know, maybe, maybe at that level, um, the uh, dolphins are manip- manipulating uh, the bits of information of which our reality is composed. You got to watch out for those other creatures. I caught you in the middle of drinking some water. Sorry. No, I wasn't. <laughs> Just my throat was gone. You have to watch out for those other creatures and what they're going to do to us. Well, I don't know if they're going to do anything. I mean, I, th- I think it's something serious would have been done by now. Just like people say, are we being invaded? Well, we'd either be already invaded or the world would be different than it is if there was some outside force. Oh, maybe – well, there's the William Burroughs' idea that there is an outside force and it's totally evil and destructive and that's what's affecting us. He, that's the only way he could figure out why people were so – some people were so horribly uh, incapable of, of feeling anything for anybody else or any kind of compassion. He said there's got to be some – it's so horribly evil, there's got to be some outside force. So maybe there's an outside force for evil. We don't have evil on this show. We have only good people. Gene Steinberg, Christopher O'Brien, Greg Bishop, you're in. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com, what makes it special is that the items are the best quality. You know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. If you go to store.theparacast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour. Introducing the fastest growing digital currency company in the world, OneLife. With over 2.1 million members, OneCoin is becoming the most powerful force in digital currency. It reached over a billion dollars in revenue in its first year. No other company has accomplished such an impressive feat. Now you can achieve financial independence with the strength of OneLife. Find out how to build your financial dreams. 877-933-4747. 877-933-4747. Dedicated to helping you create financial abundance. Do you ever feel like you're being watched? Like someone or some company is tracking your every move online? I know I do. That's why I trust Private Internet Access VPN to keep me safe when I'm online. I use it to encrypt my traffic and use an anonymous IP address. Private Internet Access keeps your internet traffic safe from unwanted eyes so you can finally feel safe. $40 a year for peace of mind is a no-brainer. Sign up today at privateinternetaccess.com. Once again, that's privateinternetaccess.com. 
Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas. Is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice, and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention, Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. This is David Cordani, CEO of Cigna. For more than 20 years, Cigna has worked with the March of Dimes to address premature births in the U.S. Premature births cause horrible suffering and cost billions of dollars each year. That's why Cigna is committed to raising funds and awareness through our employees, family, and friends to improve the health of moms and babies. Please join us in supporting the March for Babies. Start your team today at marchforbabies.org. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. That's the frog voice, by the way. Yeah, I just did the Indian thing. Okay, whatever you said. What he said, whatever it is. Okay, I'll give you one political comment. Take the voice of Kermit the Frog. Now listen to, to Newt Gingrich. And tell me they don't sound alike. I can't remember what Newt Gingrich sounds like. He hasn't been quoted or uh, whatever. I guess I can look him up. See if he talks like this. You know, uh, Paul Kimball does a much better uh, Kermit impersonation than I ever could. No, Newt's on Fox News all the time. But you oh, don't is watch he? Fox News, yeah. I hardly ever watch TV, which is probably, I don't know if that's good or bad. but Probably better for your mental health. Yeah, well, you know, you, you, get, you, you get older. I'm not horribly old, but you get older and you just kind of like, eh, you start, to, it's more that filtering thing. You start to filter. Um and, you know, n- not because I don't want to hear things that I don't agree with. I love hearing things I don't agree with. But the thing is, it's few and far between when you hear things that you both agree or, more importantly, disagree with that are intelligent and well thought out. That's what I look for. I like, I like to find people that are um, saying something I don't agree with that are doing it in a way that is compellingly um, what? sharp, intelligent, uh, something I want to listen to. And that doesn't happen very much, so it keeps me away from a lot of media. I have to actually, like most people, search it out on, on the Internet. Um, 
but yeah, that, that <laughs> there's one thing that people should do. It's to get over themselves and actively seek out opinions that do not agree with theirs to see what people are saying, see what somebody, you know, you could be wrong in a lot of ways and you have to either change your opinion or modify it, which is, I think, what an intelligent, informed person does. Well, you see, that's one of the things we try to do here on the Paracast is have a variety of viewpoints. But if someone is just out and out, crooked, deceptive, wacko, we'll call them out on it. But if someone has a different opinion, well, you know, there's no such thing as an opinion that fits a special mold that we're trying to convey. We don't do that here. Yeah, well, last time I was on, I got in an argument with Chris because he said, if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. And I got very upset with him about that. And I said, it is not my job to police the UFO community. It might be yours, but it's not mine. And also, the UFO community does not really affect the larger part of the population that much. So what if somebody's going to spend $3,000 to go on a conspiracy cruise or whatever the hell it is? I, I don't care about that. Now, if somebody's asking people for money, ripping them off to the tune of thousands of dollars with lies, then that kind of, you know, over and over, that kind of becomes a problem, such as Sean Morton. <laughs> but other than that, I think most people in the UFO community are just either, not most, but some of them are just deluded. And I don't really care if they're deluded. Fine, go on being deluded. I'm not learning anything from you, so I'm going to ignore you. I think part of it is we're catering to a wider public with a commercial radio show. And we want to tell people, wait a minute, there are a lot of viewpoints and we'll present some of them or a lot of them, but there are also people out there who just want your money yes, and might sure. make hundreds of thousands or millions on it. Yes, they might. And if, if that's the case, then I start to notice. And the other thing is uh, that I don't really mind if people do that. What I don't like is when Chris said that I was part of the problem because I wasn't doing it. That that irritated me. Other than that, you know, I have disagreements with friends all the time. I don't hate Chris. I'm not mad at him. But at that point, I got a little I, – I think he was trying to get me upset, and it worked. <laughs> One of the things about having friends, of course, is that they will sometimes make you mad. And you will make them mad, even though you will never admit it. But that's what happens, and that's what friends are for. Like – Chris and I had a little dust-up, and I'll give you an example of this, in the forums, because we had Walter Bosley on a couple of weeks back, and you know Walter. And Was it an argument about the Alejandro ambush, so-called? Right. Alejandro Rojas came on, and he let me know, like, really, really shortly before the show, hey, I can drop in maybe the second hour. And I said, okay, actually, he dropped in, like, more than the second part of the show, a little bit later, like the last three or four segments till he got there. He had some Skype issues. And Chris says, why didn't you tell me? Well, I did tell him, but maybe not with enough warning. And you see, I ended that discussion by this. You know, sometimes I will catch a guest online or a potential guest and I'll say, drop in. That happened when we had Red Pill Junkie talking about the Roswell slides where he went to the event in Mexico City. And so I saw that Richard Dolan was online. I said, Richard, would you come on for a few minutes? And he said, look, I've got another show to record. This is something he didn't say exactly. He texted it. But he came on, last-minute guest, and it was a pleasant 20, 25 minutes. So, you know, I don't mind surprises. And what I told Chris is, you know what? If you have somebody you want to bring on, bring them on. Let's have fun. I know what you, you asked me yesterday. Yes, I did. I asked you yesterday. Was that okay? Yeah, that's fine. 
I got a, a buttload of work to do today for um, uh, Coast to Coast, but it's uh, it's not till about an hour after we finish. So it's fine. Uh, yeah. I don't mind coming on at the last minute. It's uh, to talk about stuff. I'm I'm always interested to sit down and talk. That's why I have a show and a lot of friends I talk to a lot. We might finish a couple of minutes late, but I hope I don't make you too late to your to your thing. No, no, here. it's 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 not. I'm I'm allowing some time so that because uh, you never know when emails are going to come in, and there's an element of uh, of uncertainty in some of these things. And I, I I just like to have a a cushion because otherwise, you know, the show's starting at ten o'clock, and I'm going, yeah, stuff's not ready, which has happened once or twice. So. <laughs> Well, I've had situations here, and I remember when I was doing traditional newscasting on radio. And it's not like this, where you're recording something, and if I started five minutes later, no big deal. It is the disc jockey points to the news person, and I got to start. And sometimes I'd be writing a story while they're playing the theme music. Yeah. And, and I'd rip the thing out of the typewriter. This is when they had typewriters, not computers you know they didn't have computers actively on stations in the 70s of course and i'm typing something and then i have to go on the air and so i fake it what can i do you know i can't say well i gotta go to the bathroom or i didn't finish that story it is there you are you're on the air you better make it work you better have that material ready yeah i worked for um marketplace uh the um NPR show for about six months. That was the most stressful job I've ever had. And the exact same thing would be happening. What I did was I edited together the stories, the audio. I did the audio editing on, you know, the um, the reporter would record their story. They record their lines. Um, they'd record whatever interview they had, uh, quote from somebody, um, any background, you know, music, I mean, noise, uh, ambience, anything like that. And then you would get a script. And the script, you would have to pull everything they said out of their, you know, the file they sent you and mix that all together, make sure it sounded good, make sure that everything was timed right. And sometimes they would hand you this thing and it would, you know, for a 30 second story, sometimes it'd take me a half hour to do the editing. So 30 minutes before the show's going to air, they hand you the, they hand you everything and say, here, and there's a producer standing behind you the entire time looking over your shoulder saying, are you done yet? And meanwhile, the, the you know the, the show time is coming up, and if you're lucky, it's like halfway through or you know three quarters of the way through the show that the the story's going to air. Um, but sometimes it wasn't. It might be you know, and I'm sitting there editing the story, and it's going to be on in ten minutes <laughs> on a national program. So it was uh, there was some pressure. So I know what you're talking about. I understand you went to five years of therapy after that. Yeah, well, it was self therapy, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, this was like the same thing. I'd go into the station about an hour before my first newscast. And I'd call the local police departments to get some ambulance chasing stories. You know, if it bleeds, it leads. Get a little violence there. Get things started. Or the night before, maybe I attended a meeting of a local community. I was working in the Philadelphia area, two counties removed from Philadelphia, Chester County. And we had all these local municipalities and the bigger ones you wanted to provide coverage. This is for the local people. I never realized, though, whether anybody cared about what the Coatesville City Council in Pennsylvania did and what the interplay was and what decisions they made. Did they really care about that? I tend to think 10 people did, but one of those was the station manager. So he cared, yes. and therefore yes. I had to do it even though 
Nobody else really cared. Nobody else was interested. Yeah, well, you have to do that uh, dealing with your, um, what, the power structure, the constituency, or whatever you want to call it, just to get that stuff in. I mean, it's, it's uh, for, for instance, I pick stories when I'm on um, working uh, the radio show, uh, uh, Coast Radio Show. Uh, I pick some of the news stories. Let's go into more of that in a moment. We've got to do a break. Okay. With Greg Bishop talking shop. He does work for that other radio show, by the way. With Gene and Greg, you're in. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Are you retired or facing retirement and you're afraid your income is going to be less than you'd like? I'm Pharmacist Keith. Dr. Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, and I want to show you a low-cost way to create your own business, working around your current schedule, creating extra income that will last for years to come by joining Dr. Wallach's crusade, spreading his message of better health. To learn more, visit radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com, radio.recordedvideo.com, or call 866-257-3105 for a recorded message. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Of course, that's our friend Donald Duck. (laughs) And Donald Duck showing up for a special appearance, pretending to be Greg Bishop. Chris O'Brien ended up having to go on a special assignment. So there you go. Let's continue. So you do work with Coast to Coast. You're kind yeah, of an online yeah. person. Is there a title for this? A uh, web producer. Okay, so as the web producer, you give them content that comes from the web or you update the site or what? Yes, all that stuff. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to talk about it. Anyway, I, do, I 
take care of you know the guests um, website I mean uh, their page on the on the coast to coast side I put all the links in um, make sure all the links are updated uh, make sure there's no typos uh, it's it's a sometimes not easy but um, what my point what I was saying was that uh, uh, about uh, different kinds of news stories I will put in you know the you know What's the latest one? Bigfoot Barry's ga- uh, trail cam or something. I didn't do that. Somebody else did. But I'll put in these stories. But every every once in a while, I will shove a story in there that takes a little bit of thought. Every once in a while, I'll put in a story that takes a bit more thought and uh, reflection and attention and takes probably you know five ten minutes to get through the entire story um, because I think it's important. So I'm I'm glad to be able to do that every once in a while. No, nobody's ever given me any you know any uh, headache for it. So it's just nice to be able to have some leeway and uh, a little bit of what I do there. Um, also, you know, it's it's uh, it's it's a job. I mean, I need the thing because I decided not to go to back to uh, post production because I was tired of getting laid off all the time every two or three years. And also, I was tired of walking in someplace every day where somebody's tapping their foot, looking at you if you're a minute late. I got really tired of that. One of the tickets for that is to to work that show, and it's it's not glamorous or anything, but it's it's still interesting. And I have to listen to the shows when I'm on, and sometimes it's excruciating, as you might guess. <laughs> well, this is George Nori. <sighs> Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. The devil made me do it. No, I understand he's a real nice guy, so I don't want to get into that thing. I mean, people are entitled to make a living. Yeah, he's a nice guy. I was talking about the guests, actually. Sometimes the guests are so scattered that I actually have to make up a narrative using what they said because they make no sense. So, And those are the tough ones. That's horrible. That actually takes me a while. So. And nobody's complained yet. Whatever narrative I make up for them, they seem perfectly happy with it. So that's fine. To do the write-up for the show. Well, I do the write-ups, obviously, 99% of the time for the Paracast. Chris does a few. But very, very rarely does a guest come back to me because I send them a copy and say, hey, wait a minute, would you emphasize this or emphasize that? Sometimes they like it, like Paul David's last week's guest. Yeah, Paul on cool. I, I I saw him last month. I've uh, we hung out for a bit because he, we had some stuff to do, some stuff to talk about. You know, he surprised me. I didn't know what to expect because it had been six years since we had him on. Paul Kimball brought him on in those days, and he went into this litany of stuff about the Clintons because he knew Bill and Hillary Clinton and about her interest in UFOs, which he regards as genuine. Although I don't expect anything to happen over that. Then he went into talking about whether the late Forrest J. Ackerman, the sci-fi horror film legend, you know, yeah. the, the fan, the writer, editor, and many of us yes. knew him. I, I went to his couple of his birthday parties, actually. Yeah. Okay. And before he came to my home one time for one of these special events from famous monsters of film. Oh, yeah, yeah. Taking the trip to one of the world science fiction conventions. This is back in the 60s. So mm-hmm. I was the one who wrote a nice letter to the editor, and he said, I'm going to come over. And we stayed in touch a little bit over the years. Anyway, is he talking from beyond the grave? That's what Paul Davids was talking about. Right. That's Are, what his book is about. Right. Are the gang communications from F.J. the Acker Monster? Mm-hmm. And remember, Forey Ackerman was an atheist. Yes. 
Yeah, the book is called Atheist in Heaven, uh, Paul's book about it. So that was fun. That was certainly fun. Oh, speaking of things that just happened in spontaneity, as you know, Open Minds, Alejandro, put up the so-called original manuscript of Day After Roswell. I didn't know that. Yeah, called Dawn of a New Age by Philip Corso. This is before uh, Bill Burns got his hands on it. Mm-hmm. So this sort of is the unedited version of the book. Is it nuts? I don't know. I got it five minutes ago. I know okay. it's been online at openminds.tv for a while, and I hadn't gotten around to it. And then Ron Regeer, one of our occasional guests. Yeah, I know Ron. Sure. He said, did you see it? I just never bothered to get it. I read the final version of the book. And he said to me, as other people have, that the version of the book Day After Roswell is very, very different from what Philip Corso wrote. Uh Worse that Corso was in ill health when the book was being finalized and maybe didn't have the opportunity to go back in there and clean it up, clean it out. I don't know. He was at Roswell in 97, and I met him, and he seemed fine to me. But maybe he was just making one big push to look good. But he looked fine. He was meeting with people and talking to people. I talked to him for a while. What is your take on him? Um, He was involved in intelligence for a long time, and I think some of the stuff he said was for effect and not necessarily because it happened the way he said it did. Um. And he was doing it as an intelligence officer and a good soldier and et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I, I have serious doubts that much of what's in that book is is 100 percent true. Um, that's I, that was that is my ch- charitable review of Day After Roswell. Charitably speaking, then, for what purpose? Uh, who knows? Um, I wouldn't know what the purpose is, uh, except to gauge how people react to it, I suppose, um, including foreign powers, uh, because uh, that's one of the lenses I look things at things through. The, the Benowitz thing had to do with that, basically, you know, stirring up the pot in regards to weird stuff to see who comes calling, because actually, you know what, some of it had to do with, um, a lot of it had to do with advanced technology, or supposedly the technology we've gotten from the aliens, and there were a lot of reference to that in there. Um, the military deals with a lot of advanced technology, and whoever comes sniffing around about that might be somebody they're interested in. So that's that's kind of my take on it. But admittedly, that's one of the filters I use because of my, <laughs> my background in uh, writing Project Beta and knowing Bill Moore and all that. So this was about seeing how people respond to the book? So, as I said, Chris was on the way to this week's episode. What happened? Well, a friend of his had a car with a transmission problem. And that's death to a car, obviously. Especially when it already had a transmission replaced and it only had 40,000 miles on on the new one. Which is a a little irksome. And, of course, it was only... uh, it only had a warranty, I think, for 18000 or something, 20000 so Yeah, of course. Needless to say, she's not happy. Oh, boy. Anyway, you made it. He had to, by the way, beam down because there was no way to get back to his home from where yeah. he was. Exactly. From Press Kit. 
I was actually Prescott Valley, but yeah, closer. It's, yeah, it's it's a ways away. Yeah, it's near that lake, I guess. Before you go over Mingus Mountain, right? No, it's uh, over by David Weatherly. Actually, okay, he lives I, probably ten less than ten miles away. Oh, okay. I didn't know he lived over there. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wanted to have I, you guys have already had him on. I I still think I'm gonna. I've, I had a conversation with him at the UFO Congress, and we got along famously. And I want to have him on my show. So eventually, yeah. I gotta I gotta bug him about it. We're supposed to we're supposed to have him and uh, Lyle Blackburn on in a week or two. Oh, okay, excellent. It's going to be more with Chris O'Brien, who finally got here. He had, as they say, motoring trouble. With Greg Bishop, you're in... The Paracast. The award-winning Graphic Converter 10, the universal genius for photo editing apps on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for the Swiss Army Knife app. It gives you all the features that you expect, and most important, it's easy to use. You can get it for just $39.95 from www.lemkesoft.com. That's www.lemkesoft.com. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year, You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Injury help desk is responsible for this advertisement. Principal office, Las Vegas, Nevada. This ad is not legal advice, and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention prescription antibiotic drug users. Have you or a loved one suffered an aortic dissection, aortic aneurysm, or abdominal aortic aneurysm after taking the prescription antibiotic drugs Levaquin or Avalox? These popular antibiotic drugs have been prescribed more than 80 million times since 2004, and medical studies show an increased risk of the following injuries. Aortic dissection, aortic aneurysm, and abdominal aortic aneurysm. If you or a loved one used the prescription antibiotic drugs Levaquin or Avalox and suffered from aortic dissection, aortic aneurysm, or abdominal aortic aneurysm, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. You may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-823-3851. 800-823-3851. 800-823-3851. This is an alert. If your business or church is building this year, you're about to pay more than you should. This could mean thousands of dollars more for your office, retail space, church, or warehouse. A general steel building can save you as much as half the cost and time of similar conventional construction. And we're offering rebates of up to $20,000 to help you build today. Call General Steel for free information that could save you thousands. Call 866-91-STEEL. 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 Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. 
people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com. And if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more. And this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com. ParanormalDate.com. And use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Can your vitamin supplements positively affect your blood in five minutes? Protovite can. Protovite is a genuine breakthrough liquid daily nutrition that delivers quality ingredients into your blood in less than five minutes. Scientifically proven and backed by clinical studies, Protovite supports energy, vitality, and optimal health. Watch our two-minute live blood cell video and see for yourself at vniinc.com slash prohealth. That's vniinc.com slash prohealth. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So basically, we're starting a whole new discussion here now that Chris is shown up. This is kind of like the week where Alejandro showed up on the Paracast as we were talking with Walter Bosley. And I expected him about halfway through. And then Skype became like a car's transmission. It wouldn't work. So, Chris, let's talk about Hello. what you've been up to lately. Um, wow. Yeah, I've been uh, busier than a, a one-legged soccer player. A one-legged uh, soccer player? It's kind of hard to kick the ball with only one leg, you know? You tend to fall over. So if they say hop to it, what do you do? Uh, I just exactly what he does. Doing what I'm doing. Uh, I was in Phoenix uh, this past weekend and shooting a, uh, a conference there with Ron James, who's a friend of the show, been on a number of times. And uh, a three-day shoot, uh, you know, big conference, the Highest Potential Academy Sounds uh, suspiciously new agey, I know. Actually, it's uh, sales and marketing skills for multi-level marketers. <laughs> I got, I learned how to read faces. And Gene, if I ever read yours, my goodness, it would, it would probably be grim. But, well, uh, it wouldn't anyway. be grumpy though. No, actually, you you don't you don't have uh, any signs of grumpiness in your facial uh, structure. Just a few ticks, that's all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, I digress. So as I'm packing up to leave on Sunday, my phone makes this weird squawking noise. And, uh, and then other phones start making a weird squawking noise. And so I look at it and it says, uh, I guess it was a, a special haboob alert. <laughs> that kind of has a ring to it, haboob alert. <laughs> <laughs> A gazintite. Yeah. Boomer. <laughs> so I'm thinking, what? Dang, they even warn you if there's, you know, dust storms. So, uh, you know, I figured it said six o'clock and it was about 530. So I, I wound up a couple of cables and, you know, we were we were pretty much done packing up. And I, I, I say goodbye to everybody. I go outside and about a mile away is this 
dark, massive brown curtain, boiling curtain coming right at me. And it was scary looking. It looked like something out of uh, Stephen King, you know, like The Stand or something, or or the, the the Langoliers. I mean, it was really bizarre. And and so I got in my car, and I just hot-footed it out of town, and I surfed a dust storm all the way <laughs> out of Phoenix. And it, it was the, the eeriest thing, you know. You, you could, it, was gobbling, it looked like it was gobbling up the countryside, and it was moving really fast. <laughs> they, they really go fast. I uh, so anyway. Monday the, the Google alert worked. I got out of town. August. Oh no, this is from twenty. Uh, I'm looking up Haboob alert, which is it's an actual real thing. Chris is telling the truth about Haboob alerts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Haboob alert. Well, it almost hurt me. It's not funny to get in, in, caught in one of those things. You you can only see a few feet. You have to pull over. Uh, your you know car's um, intake um, system, the air filter, and you know you can really mess up your car. It's uh, it's nothing to to you know just kind of take lightly. And so I was very very fortunate that you know another five minutes uh, I probably would have got caught in and I wouldn't have been able to leave for quite some time. So um, I was actually quite fortunate to get out out of Dodge, but. Other than that, I've just, you know, the, the San Luis Valley camera project, uh, we finally got that darn camera. So that's uh, <laughs> that's another piece of good news. Uh, Adrian Chavez, my my poor, long-suffering, um, uh, aspiring base station uh, captain, he's gone through a similar year that I went through with all sorts of deaths in the family and weird stuff at his work. and. Uh, Thomas Payne, he finally got the camera up, so we're deciding which internet service to go with, and we're going to go ahead and uh, and get that thing uh, port forwarded and get it streaming here at, uh, at the Paracast, as soon as Gene can carve out some time from uh, setting up his new uh, digs there. We'll, um, we'll go ahead and get the uh, first uh, camera stream back up, and uh, we're planning on making a trip. Uh, probably be going up there with Ron Regeer um, later on this fall to get the second and possibly the third cameras up. We have our software is now complete. The detect uh, motion, record on motion software, uh, which has been a, a, a constant project for the last five years. Uh, very difficult software program to uh, to go in and create and will modify uh, an existing program uh, so it's applicable for the kind of uh, detection work that we need. So, so yeah, yeah, we have some progress uh, on several fronts. Um, it's you know, as with everything in life, as you both know, it's a constant case of uh, three steps forward, two steps back. But I'm glad to say that we finally uh, we do have that initial base station reestablished. So that's uh, that's very good news on that front. Oh, that sounds like. A sign of relief. I have enough taken care of here that we could set up the streaming. And what kind Excellent. of? We're going to use something called IceCast, Chris, which is oh, a live that? streaming That's... app. I just have to uh-huh. have somebody set it up for me. Uh-huh. Yeah, I already use it. Okay, you really? just volunteered, Greg. You can set it up for me. Huh? What? No, I use NiceCast, which is the software. It's as. Uh, software that you broadcast through IceCast, and I actually had to sign up with a, 
a server that would um, that uh, gives me a unique address so that when people log in to, uh, the, to the Writing Mysterioso site, they actually can listen to the show live. And I was able to, with this, I was able to sit on a roof of a hotel in Halifax with um, Aaron Gullius, Tim Binall, and Kimball and do a, uh, a radio show from my laptop through their oh, Wi-Fi nice. system live. So nice. basically, if I've got Wi-Fi anywhere, I can do a show there now. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, nice cast. Yeah. It's from a company called Rogue Amoeba, and they make yeah. Audio Hijack, which is what we do. Now, we're not right. interested in that, of course, is because obviously we have a web server in Phoenix, by the way. It's located in Phoenix, and it's in a huge data center with all the accessories of high performance because a web host manages that for us. So all we have to do is set up the software and it will do what has to be done. So something like this, we wouldn't use NiceCast, a Mac app. We'd use a Linux tool of some sort or something like IceCast. Yeah, well, I said what I'm trying to do here and I think what you're trying to do is I try to set things up so there's absolutely zero thinking that has to be done by the listener. All they have to do is point and click on something and then they can listen or download or whatever. You have to make things as easy as possible for everybody or you're you're already cutting out part of your audience. Because people will give up very quickly. I know I do. Yeah, that's important to have it as uh, end-use-friendly as possible. Yeah. We'll be more user-friendly because we have to do another break or so. So Chris O'Brien, having dealt with a friend's motoring problems, has joined us with Greg Bishop. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. In these uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel-burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Miniman Rocket Stove is a biomass-burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Miniman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. There is an affordable alternative to the high cost of health care that offers freedom from insurance while providing compliance with the Obamacare individual mandate. Imagine having access to quality, affordable health care that allows you the freedom to choose your doctor and hospital. Members can share up to 100% of necessary medical expenses, including some alternative treatments. Find out how you and your family can contain health care costs without giving up your freedom. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. If you're considering going back to school, ask yourself the following questions. Do you need the flexibility to take classes on your schedule? Do you have college credits you need transferred? Do you want to earn a quality degree from a world-renowned university? If you answered yes to any of these questions, Arizona State University is the perfect school for you. Arizona State University offers over 100 highly ranked degree programs 100% online. You'll earn the same degree as you would on campus, from wherever you are, on your schedule. Plus, ASU Online accepts most transfer credits. For information, call 1-800-933-1430. Learn for yourself why the Wall Street Journal ranks ASU fifth in the nation for producing the best qualified graduates and why 90% of ASU grads are recruited within 90 days of graduation. 
Learn to grow, learn to succeed, and learn to thrive at Arizona State University. To learn more about ASU online degrees, call 1-800-933-1430. That's 1-800-933-1430. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call a place for mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. My computer is so slow, it's making me crazy. I used to have that problem. Did you quit using a computer or did you buy a new one? No, I called Geeks on site. They made an appointment to visit my home and showed up the same day. You mean they didn't ask you to bring your computer to a shop? That's what happened when I called a support company. Geeks on site can go to your home or business or even repair your computer online. They have 24-7 emergency service. If you're having problems with your PC or Mac, call Geeks on site. 1-800-591-1682. Our friendly certified computer repair experts are available 24-7. Call now for a free diagnosis. 1-800-591-1682. Data recovery, virus removal, and maintenance for all laptops, desktops, printers, and networks. That's Geeks on site for friendly certified computer repair experts available 24-7 over the phone or in your home or business. Just call 1-800-591-1682. That's 1-800-591-1682-1-800-591-1682. This is Jacques Vallée. You're listening to the podcast the gold standard of paranormal radio. So there we go, trying to put it all together. And so once we get all the back-end stuff going, and it won't take very long, we'll set up IceCast or something. I think that's the best tool right now. We'll make it so you just click on a link on our site, or on Chris's site, ourstrangeplanet.com, and you will be able to see this feed and see whether E.T. arrives or whether intelligent okay. dolphins are sending images down. There you go. Yeah. Um, Adrian, the final thing that really got him motivated is about three weeks ago, uh, he woke up at four in the morning and looked out his window and over Blanca Peak, uh, the group of mountains there, uh, to the east of him, uh, there was a bunch of lights uh, dancing around uh, above the mountain, zipping around in a non-ballistic fashion. He woke his wife up. They both watched for a number of minutes. And uh, he said, man, I wish I had the camera up because that would have made some really good footage. So, you know, sometimes the universe provides us with a little bit of extra motivation to carve out the time to do things. And uh, now that we've got uh, the first camera up, I think, as soon as we get that streaming, uh, I think it's going to generate, uh, regenerate uh, interest in the project. 
when we start triangulating in on on events, um, it's going to be historic because I, to my knowledge, no one has ever done it except by accident. I think the 1990 the Mexico City um, daylight footage during the eclipse featured 18 different camera angles on uh, several objects. So it's very rare that you get triangulated optical you know data from sighting events. This will be time stamped. So it'll be uh, literally to the second, um, to the split second that we'll be be able to uh, coordinate uh, camera images. And obviously, optical data is is one of the least important, I think, uh, data sets. Obviously, it's the sexiest for uh, your average uh, UFO buff. Uh, you know, if they can see it, it's something they can tangibly. Uh, you know, would get into, but um, it's the other uh, spectra of of data that's more important, really. Gravitational, uh, magnetic. Mark Antonio and Douglas Trumbull have uncovered what they think is a signature energetics, uh, some sort of field that they can detect, which indicates to them a real high strange uh, event is taking place. Uh, it's some sort of a very sensitive uh, detection equipment that's They've devised with the help of some ex Lawrence Livermore lab workers, uh, scientists, you know, ex DOD guys. So um, hopefully they're in the mood to possibly share some of that technology. But, you know, once we get the gravitometer up and the magnetometer up, um, that's really going to take it into the next level. Um, we do have a, a, a tri field meter with a, an amplified antenna, which will be going up as well. So you know, we're looking at this from a, I think, well-rounded scientific um, approach, as opposed to just going for bang for the buck and titillating optical, you know, visual information. We also want to record um, ELF and uh, VLF, a uh, very low frequency and ultra low um, ULF and uh, extremely low frequency uh, waves with uh, specially designed PZM microphones that, that go all the way down to, I think, five cycles or something. It can actually uh, detect the Earth's um, uh, resonant uh, tone. So, you know, these, these types of data sets are extremely revealing, I think, in terms of trying to ascertain the type and quality of technology that we're dealing with with these uh, objects. So uh, it's exciting. Once we get, uh, you know, the streaming uh, image up, then we're going to do a Kickstarter campaign because we'd really like to, to go full-blown uh, forward-looking infrared uh, on each of the cameras, um, have that uh, capability at night to have uh, full spectrum infrared. So, you know, it's exciting. I, I really think that uh, this is one avenue that we need to be going down uh, in the 21st century in terms of hard data UFO uh, research. Obviously, uh, you can only come up with, <laughs> you know, better data than what we've got now. You know, I'm sure the military has some some real good scientific data, but in terms of the private sector, except for Hesdalen and, and one or two other very tenuous attempts, there have really been no solid programs uh, that have been enacted to gather this type of, of data. And once we've gathered it once and we can show certain properties or certain potential trends uh, in the data, then you know you have your scientific axiom of being able to repeat we come up with a hypothesis, come up with the data to support it, and then have uh, repeat data sets to uh, bolster 
whatever uh, hypotheses that, that that you're touting. So these are exciting times. I, I really think that uh, it's about time that this sort of effort goes off the ground. And it could really, gentlemen, and uh, this really could be uh, legitimately historic. So you can't be too excited. You have to temper your enthusiasm and all that. But uh, it's a big deal now that we finally got that camera back up. And uh, I'm real excited about it. Do you have... Um location data like some sort of way of figuring out where the where the uh whatever lights you're getting a recording of are is there any way to figure that out because a, a time and a, a time and a and a, and a place time and space uh data would be interesting too actually right well w- once we have more than one camera up yes then we'll be able to determine uh right. longitude and latitude of, of the object and and altitude uh, with one camera, um, you really can't accurately right. uh, down to the you know a few meters, let's say, uh, get that sort of data. Although, uh, for daylight uh, footage, we'll be able to get real close uh, in terms of of because of of surround the surrounding uh, topography and um, location of, of of particular landmarks, that sort of thing. We'll be able to determine uh, fairly accurately in the daytime, but at night, obviously, it's it's virtually impossible to do that. Uh, except, you know, like I said, the, the the lights that Adrian and his wife appeared to be looking at or, or were looking at appeared to be over Blanca Peak. And that is a common sighting occurrence. People say, yeah, the lights were right over Blanca. So once we get two cameras up and then the third camera, it's going to be effortless to uh, determine location to within uh, a meter or two. Uh, it doesn't matter where, where it is as long as we have uh, at least two Two angles at the object that um, that are being um, you know timed. Uh, it's going to be uh, very simple to get that kind of data, and then that uh, we should be able to translate that that into actual um, uh, long and lat coordinates. Yeah, time and space patterns would be exceedingly interesting, actually. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Speed you can determine a lot of things. Determine right. uh, object speed, object size, uh, especially in the daylight. The, the kinds of uh, sightings that I think are, have the most potential for, you know, really coming up with some very, very uh, important scientific data are, are daylight sightings. You know, the nighttime stuff is cool, uh, but uh, the daylight the daylight sightings are infinitely more important, I think, in terms of, of, of actually gathering and establishing data and gathering data. And uh, one piece of footage that we had uh, from the initial camera that was right in the town of Alamosa. Now we're about uh, five miles outside of Alamosa uh, with this location uh, towards the east. Uh, we had what appeared to be a small two-man helicopter enter the frame and scoot along, uh, you know, right through the entire uh, image. And, of course, with the rounded canopy and the sun at the proper angle, about three or four, uh, a split second into the footage, about a second after you see the object enter, and you can determine that it that it that it's probably a helicopter. Then the light hits the canopy, and the whole thing turns into a perfect silver ball that then scoots across the image. Obviously, we we're doing this to ascertain uh, reality and the truth. But if I had been a little even the slightest bit unscrupulous, I could have just clipped off that first second of footage and and touted uh, you know the object that scoots scoots across the frame as a silver orb. Going, uh, you know, flying over the San Luis Valley. Aren't I cool? I got, I filmed a, a UFO. But no, no. What we want to do is ascertain reality and the truth. We're going to we have more truth, more reality in the final segment. 
with Gene, Chris, and Greg. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. Do you ever feel like you're being watched? Like someone or some company is tracking your every move online? I know I do. That's why I trust Private Internet Access VPN to keep me safe when I'm online. I use it to encrypt my traffic and use an anonymous IP address. Private Internet Access keeps your internet traffic safe from unwanted eyes so you can finally feel safe. $40 a year for peace of mind is a no-brainer. Sign up today at privateinternetaccess.com. Once again, that's privateinternetaccess.com. Worried about lead, fluoride, and other contaminants in your drinking water? Get a ProPure with the Pro 1G 2.0 cleanable reusable filter and remove up to 200 contaminants. Drink water the way nature meant it to be clean, crisp, and refreshing. See the complete line of ProPure products, including the new ProMax shower filter. There's a ProPure for you. Visit your authorized ProPure dealer for details or ProPureUSA.com. That's P R O P U R U S A.com. Paid non attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas, is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice, and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention, Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24 7. Call 800 261 That's 800 261 Dangerous blood clot device alert. If you or a loved one had an IVC filter placed to prevent blood clots from traveling to your heart or lungs and suffered an injury, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA warns that IVC filters may cause serious complications, such as heart or lung damage, internal bleeding, and even death. These dangerous blood clot devices can break and the metal fragments can travel to your heart or lungs causing serious injuries. If you or a loved one suffered organ damage or other injuries from an IVC filter, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. This is an advertisement. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Injuryhelpdesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. 
We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day. But growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. Hi, this is Joshua P. Warren, author of The Poor Man's Paranormal, and you're listening to The Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So we have Gene Steinberg, Chris O'Brien, Greg Bishop, and we're focusing this final segment of The Paracast this week on the San Luis Valley Camera Project, getting kind of technical there. But as far as you're concerned, listeners, we want to make it point and click. Yeah, well, I mean, it's pretty uh, simple to have something that appears to be a helicopter for the first second of about a 10 10 to 12 second, uh, you know, bit of footage. And then when the light hits the canopy at the right angle, that light bloom makes the object look like it turns into an orb. Now, there would be, I'm sure, some ufologists out there that would say, oh, well, that was a UFO pretending to be a helicopter, and then it decided to morph back into its uh, UFO shape. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a possibility, but... And monkeys could come flying out of my butt in the next minute, too, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Just, we are getting graphic here, and I don't know what's going to be coming out, but... It's not for this kind of show. Maybe for the after the PowerCast, we can be more explicit about it. <laughs> that wasn't a PG movie. Come on. That was Mike. Yeah. Martin. Yeah. I have a T-shirt that says, uh, careful, or I'll, I'll unleash the flying monkeys. I, I should give that one to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, newsflash here. We heard from Adam Miller, who was one of the affiliate relations guys over at... GCN, and we've been added to WIOS 1480 AM in Tawas City, Michigan. I hope I pronounced that right. We're going to lose the entire station if I got it wrong. But this is our Uh first Michigan outlet for the Paracast. All right. Maybe Aaron Golius can listen to you. He's out there in Michigan. I'm not sure if he's near whatever that town is that you pronounced properly. It's at 1480, which is probably not going to give you a really wide range. That's really high up. That's true. And the AM yeah. dial. Yeah. Is it T-O-W-A-S? Is that? W-I-O-S. City is T-A-W-A-S. Tawas City, Michigan. You realize they're going to be going crazy there now. What's wrong with the PowerCast? We add the show, and we're happy to have them on. They spend half the show trying to pronounce the name of our city. Welcome aboard, listeners. It's near Lake Huron in the lower peninsula of the U.S. state of Michigan. Population was 1,827 in the 2010 census. And we want every last one of you to listen to this show. 1,800 new listeners. There you go. Here we are, and there they go. 
So you have to filter a lot of stuff because of uh, broadcast radio, I guess, because uh, it's you know you don't know when they're going to uh, broadcast the show, and it's what's safe harbor like after ten or something? I can't remember. We're on early oh, in the morning. Yeah, we're late. Oh, okay. So, oh, okay. But you know what? I'll tell you something that's really good about GCN. They have never ever asked me to change content on the Powercast or the Tech Night Out Live. We've been with them for about six years now. Never. On the other hand, there have been a few episodes we've recorded where we had to do some editing. But just a very few. A few guests kind of got a little carried away. So we had to kind of dress them down. We don't use that kind of language. As George no Carlin said. Monkeys and butts. You know, flying monkeys out of rear end, so that's perfectly acceptable. Yeah, but you're talking about also, <laughs> your obsession has been with a certain part of the anatomy, which is why you were talking about these proctologists. Well, no, the, the pro bono proctologists from other planets. So that's a Terrence McKenna. That's a t- Terrence McKenna term. I, I've just appropriated it because he's dead. So somebody has to carry on the uh, the tradition of, of questioning uh, why we would have such a thing when earthbound proctologists make a good living and, and people, you know, go to them all the time. We don't need them coming, coming pro bono wise, you know? Well, you know what? A lot of money has to be made in finding someone willing to do that job. I mean, it's looking for monkeys in your butt. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're kind of getting off the rails here. We were talking earlier, Craig and I, about shows that get off the rails and we're not off the rails. We've had a complete crash, a complete <laughs> oh, yeah. episode crash landing. In any case, let's just get back briefly to San Luis Valley Camera Project and no more pro bono, whoever's. We hope to have this feed up soon. I have to do a little back-end work. Oh, there we go again. Just have to get a few things set up on the server to handle this. We do have the bandwidth. We have pretty fast port. We're only using maybe... 10% of our bandwidth capacity now, so we can handle this sort of thing. Oh, excellent. So we're ready, and we'll announce it soon. And maybe we'll offer the feed first. Chris, you go along with this. Let's offer the feed first to those who are subscribers to the Paracast Plus. There you go. Okay. Yeah, that's a good inducement to get people to sign up. That and all the hundreds of books that I've given away. Right, we haven't really been pushing the free book offer yeah. lately. But you know, I might That's... mention it again. So here's the deal. Oh, I blew it. He blew it. You know, he, he said, you don't have to do that anymore, do you? Okay, we have two of his books. One of his books about the Mysterious Valley and Stalking the Tricksters. And we'll offer the Mysterious Valley book for those of you who subscribe for five years of the Paracast Plus. We'll give that and Stalking the Tricksters and Attack of the Rockoids. I'm going to give up something too here. I didn't ask Grayson, my co-author. If you subscribe for a lifetime, okay? One of Chris's books on the Mysterious Valley, the ebook version for a five-year subscription to the Paracast Plus. And for a lifetime, you get that... Stalking the Tricksters and Attack of the Rockoids, science fiction for a lifetime subscription. It's going to be an indefinite offer, which means when we get sick of it or Chris and I decide we've given up too much 
it goes away. We will also exclusively have, at least at start, the link to the San Luis Valley Camera Project. That's only at the beginning. We're not going to do it forever. Eventually, yeah. it will go out to the to the free listeners because it's not fair. We want everyone to well, have it's it. It's going out to the public at large. Yeah, the more eyeballs we have on on that feed, the better, I think. Uh, there may be a times when we have false positives. Let's say the the, the recorder goes on because of some sort of, of weird anomalous false positive. It'd be good to have people online if they see something and notate that time stamp, then we have additional information to make a determination of whether it was a real event or not. So, you know, the more eyes that we have, the better, I think, on, on that feed. And I want to make it perfectly clear right now that we are not the false positives. We do have an independent existence, I think. Don't want to say that yeah. 100%. Okay. I'm not quite sure where you're going with that one, Gene, but uh, Greg, maybe you can figure that one out. If we're false positives or not? Yeah. That is debatable. That is highly debatable, and it's been going on for a long time and between many people. I think that if I say more, I'm going to sound stupid, so I'm, I'm going to stop now. Just think, maybe our entire universe is really a little globe in somebody's keychain. Yeah. Or we could be... Maybe. Uh, the universe could be an, an atom in the toenail of some uh, alien dog's universe. He better could use be. foot powder. Hey, Greg Bishop, please tell our listeners where they can go to find your radio show and anything you do. Uh, RadioMysterioso.com, R-A-D-I-O-M-I-S-T-E-R-I-O-S-O.com. <laughs> Say it um, one more time for those writing it down. Radio Mysterioso, R-A-D-I-O. M-I-S-T-E-R-I-O-S-O dot com. Actually, if you just look up Radio Mysterioso with my name, even if you put a Y in it, people, you can find it. I'm still flogging my book. Uh, it Defies Language. Uh, that can be accessed either through my site, itdefieslanguage.com, or you can just go to Amazon or Lulu and pick it up. And you can find us on Twitter as The Paracast. You can find two Paracast fan clubs on Facebook, and to take advantage of the free books and all the other goodies that are coming on the Paracast Plus, go to plus.theparacast.com, plus.theparacast.com. It's going to be huge. Greg Bishop, thanks for hanging out with me on the Paracast this week. Thanks. Always fun, and I get to say whatever I want, so I'll be back anytime. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast. <laughs>